You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. It's 37 minutes past the hour on Real Presence Live. It's Thursday morning in beautiful Pine Island, Minnesota, at the Church of St. Michael. I'm Matt Wilcom, Communications Director for the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, joined by the pastor of St. Michael Parish here in Pine Island, Father Randall Kazel. And we are blessed, Father Kazel, to have on the line the Bishop of Winona, Rochester, Bishop John Quinn, joining us on the phone. Good morning, Bishop Quinn. Good morning, Matt. Good to hear your voice, and a blessed uh, Holy Thursday, and a triduum to you and to everyone who's tuned in. Well, Bishop Quinn, Father Kiesel here. It's wonderful to have you with us on the air this morning. I wish the same to you, Father. God bless you. Bishop Quinn, it, it may seem a little weird to ask you this question in this time when, you know, Masses are suspended. So many things are suspended. So many things. But how, how is your Holy Week going so far? Well, it's, uh, of course, as Holy Week um, the events of our salvation, uh, the Lord's great love for us is very, very present. So while the congregation is not present physically, but I feel very, very connected through the celebrations, particularly the Eucharist, of all the people of our diocese, and especially to the Liturgy of Heaven, which uh, the liturgy brings together the earth, brings together the community here, but with the saints and with the triune God. So while it may seem a little more private, and it does seem strange to see all those pews empty, but spiritually I know we're connected. There's also with the blessings of the, uh, the technology of our time, um, and I know, Matt, you helped me with this, being able to live stream these very important liturgies to try and have our people more connected. And I do receive emails, I'm sure you do, people thanking us for that. So uh, for me, uh, I feel uh, the great difference in the absence of our people, not there visibly, but I also feel them deeply present. Absolutely. The, the situation is not ideal by any stretch of the imagination, but by the wonders of technology, we're able to connect people to the Mass still and help them to realize that you know, even though public Masses are suspended right now, that there's still Mass being offered for them on their, on their behalf by their priests. Um, and we've had, a, as you mentioned, a couple of live streams in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester so far. We had Palm Sunday, and then also on Monday night we had the Chrism Mass which was a real blessing to be able to participate in via the live stream. Uh, today, given that it's Holy Thursday, Bishop Quinn, we want to spend some time talking about that. Uh, first of all, what, what is Holy Thursday? What's the significance of it? Well, we call it in the liturgy the evening Mass of the Lord's Supper. So it has a very special place. It is tonight that we will uh, celebrate, of course, here at our cathedral, uh, live streaming at 7 o'clock, will be the Mass that uh, remembers that Last Supper, the anticipation of Jesus Christ, of his exodus, of his passion and death and resurrection. So we will celebrate that Mass, and two very special parts, of course, uh, of that uh, celebration will be Christ who institutes the priesthood, uh, 
the apostolic ministry that has been uh, conferred by Jesus uh, onto his apostles and to their successors, the bishops, and especially the great gift and mystery of the Eucharist, of the way in which Christ is present to his church and to his people until he returns in glory. So tonight, two very, very special moments, the priesthood and the Eucharist. Well, thank you, Bishop Quinn. Uh, That is a beautiful summary of what what we're looking at into this evening. Um, What would you say, why why is Holy Thursday, and perhaps why did our Lord place Holy Thursday at the beginning of these sacred days leading up to Easter? Um, Can you share with us any thoughts on why Holy Thursday is the first part of this celebration of what we call the Triduum? Sure. Uh, If you look at uh, what Jesus asks in the Gospel, he asks his apostles to prepare a room for him. And he's very specific about it, and he tells them in Matthew's Gospel where where they should go to prepare that place and who they to talk to. Um, And he says that's where he's going to celebrate the Passover. As as a Jewish uh, man, and as living there in uh, Israel, the people were celebrating the great event of their freedom when uh, the Lord uh, moved finally uh, the heart of Pharaoh, the heart uh, to let the Israelites go. So the first exodus is celebrated in the Passover meal, the Seder of the Jewish people. But Jesus is uh, not just commemorating his Jewish roots, he is the new Passover, and he is the new lamb. Uh, He is for us the freedom not just from a place, he is the freedom from sin and from death. So on Holy Thursday, we commemorate that uh, remembrance of the uh, first uh, covenant, the Exodus, but also uh, Jesus gives us the new covenant in his body and blood and the gift of the Eucharist. So that's why we call it the passing over of the Lord. And then, of course, on Friday, uh, what is anticipated on Holy Thursday, we have his passion and death. And then on Holy Saturday, we wait at the tomb. And then Holy Saturday night, the announcement, he is risen. And, of course, the joy of Easter. And we go on for 50 days because this is so magnificent, it cannot be contained in one day or one month, and we celebrate every Sunday the resurrection. Beautiful. You're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham, along with Father Randall Kazel, who is the pastor at the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island here, where we're broadcasting live from. On this Holy Thursday morning, we're talking with Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, about the Holy Thursday Liturgy, which here in the Diocese, well, I would say here, but we're actually in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis, technically here at uh, Father Kazel's parish, but uh, where I am, I am, I'm stationed uh, in Winona and, uh, and throughout southern Minnesota, we're going to be live streaming our Holy Thursday Mass on our Facebook page and our YouTube channel, so you can check that out, a little shameless plug there. Uh, and Bishop, you talked a little bit about the, you know, the priesthood the institution thereof uh, that Jesus accomplished at this Last Supper that we commemorate. And I'm just kind of thinking about in the Old Testament. I love typology, you know, the 
fact that we can look in the Old Testament and see signs of Jesus, or maybe even instances where Jesus makes a veiled, somewhat a veiled appearance. Do you think, Bishop, that during the Last Supper, that the apostles were thinking about Melchizedek when when Jesus? Uh, I think you know the people, certainly the apostles, uh, were very much aware of the Old Testament and the prefigurement of what was uh, once uh, given to the people that uh, God loved, uh, his own people, his chosen people. And uh, like Melchizedek, uh, that uh, priest of Salem, um, who offers uh, bread, you know, and uh, is able to be a prefigurement, a sign of, of priesthood that is far more than that of Melchizedek or of the high priesthood of the Jewish nation. Jesus is the perfect mediator because he's fully God and fully man. He's not someone who stands there just to represent us. He certainly does. He's fully human. But he is able also to represent us as God before his Father in heaven. So this is a unique priesthood, and it is truly comes from God. And it's not a lineage. It's not handed on. Uh, you know, as father to son or within a family gathering, it has to do with the chosenness that God has for men for that ministry. So that's what we commemorate tonight. And I'm sure uh, the apostles, as these various Old Testament figures were present to them, they see the fulfillment in the new priesthood of Jesus Christ. Well, thank you, Bishop Quinn. A beautiful reflection leading into the apostles and uh, their hearts where they were at, uh, perhaps with our Lord in that night. I, I want to circle back around to um, our share. I mean, as a, speaking as a priest, and uh, of course, Bishop Quinn is a bishop, but also being a priest before being a bishop as well. Uh, what, do you have any particular devotions on this day of looking to our Lord and sharing in uh, some way in our Lord? with the, the Sacrament of Holy Orders and the priesthood in your own personal experience. Uh, would you be willing to share anything like that with us? Well, I can tell you, that, you know, this morning, you know, I, I, I try and uh, make my first hour of the day uh, prayer time because the rest of the day uh, usually gets very filled. So I did this morning, uh, first of all, to spend time quietly with the Lord, but also to, first of all, give thanks that the Lord has called me, and for whatever reasons, I, I will never be clear to me, but that the Lord has willed this for me, and over 48 years I have accepted that and willed it back uh, and wanted to be the best priest I could be with my limitations. So first of all was to give thanks for the privilege. And I also prayed for all the people who I have been privileged to touch through the priesthood. Baptisms, people whose sins the Lord has forgiven through my uh, the priesthood that I share in the Lord, uh, used me as his instrument, all the masses I've celebrated. I think about the funerals and the weddings, uh, those I've anointed, um, the privilege of those I've ordained to the priesthood. So that was the second part, was to remember all the priestly moments over many years, 
and people I have forgotten that God never forgets. And then the third uh, today was how, uh, with the limitations we're facing because of the COVID-19, how I still, though, uh, can reach out, uh, be available for the sacrament of penance, for anointing, but also for prayer for those affected by this virus. And to stay hope-filled, this will pass, but the Lord's word is permanent. Thank you, Bishop Quinn. Beautiful words. Thank you for giving us a little window into your experience uh, this day. It's, uh, I do, it's been I, described I would, to me, I Bishop would invite Quinn, everyone I, yeah. who is getting ready to uh, perhaps live stream tonight, for them to also think about the beauty of this night. We won't be washing feet, obviously, but it's a big part of today's uh, uh, scripture passage where Jesus does this. He shows himself to be God, but to uh, us as a humble servant. And I think we need to do more of that in the church and more of that in our world, to be more humble servants to one another. Sure, to wash each other's feet, as it were. I've also had it described to me, Bishop Quinn, about the washing of feet being connected to the sacrament of penance and how Jesus said, go and do likewise. And is that something that you think about when you're when you're administering the sacrament of of penance? Is, is that is this scripture passage when Jesus washes his disciples' feet and then tells them to go and do likewise? Is that something that that kind of enters into your your consciousness? Oh, sure it does. As um, uh, when you think of the, the the great privilege a priest has to in Christ uh, with the power conferred on us by ordination that it's really Christ, of course, acting in us who uh, forgives and absolves that sin and sends the, the sinner now freed and innocent and back into the world with uh, a desire to live more fully for the Lord. So um, when I'm celebrating the sacrament, I'm very conscious, first of all, I'm a sinner too, and that I uh, re- approach, as I do very regularly, I try every couple weeks at the length to uh, go to confession, uh, to be a good foot washer, meaning to approach any sinner humbly, to pray with them, to assure them of God's mercy. Um, And in some ways that's a diaconal ministry, too, of service. But the priestly part is, of course, Christ acting through me uh, as in persona Christi to absolve those sins so that the sinner uh, is freed because of Christ's uh, absolution, but also now the freedom to live in Christ. So you're right, and it's uh, another way of foot washing, the same when I bring Holy Communion to the sick. When I, when I was able to go to a nursing home, when I was able to be more present to the sick, uh, it was always a privilege. Thank you, Bishop Quinn. And we hear the wonderful cuckoo in the background Love there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we keep moving. time keeps passing on, but we have a we have a few more questions, though, Bishop Quinn. So sure. stay with us. Um, one one thought we have is we have many households listening here of, of families, and what would you suggest to families how to make this day be sanctified for them in the grace of the day, this Holy Thursday institution of the Eucharist and the the ordained priesthood? And do you have any suggestions for families and our listeners what they can do at their home to sanctify this day? See, this is one of the I think uh, in some ways blessings 
through this very difficult time. Uh, and I realize that this is not an ideal time, but there's grace abounding. God's grace is never, ever chained. So uh, this is an opportunity because of people being at home for us to pray together and that families uh, who would normally be with us uh, tonight in church but are unable to do so or maybe not able to live stream, I would recommend that they, they read, you know, the, the gospel for tonight uh, in, in John's gospel where Jesus, uh, you know, talks about uh, how he washed their feet and how Peter didn't want Jesus to wash his feet. And yet Jesus tells him, no, he has to. And then as he says to them, I will teach her and Lord, you know, have done this for you, you must do so for one another. Um, I remember as a kid growing up, you know, um, at home, uh, the chores we all had to do, and we didn't much uh, wash physically each other's feet, but we all took turns at the laundry room. We all took turns uh, washing the dishes. Um, I learned how to cook by watching my uh, dad and my mom. Uh, there's all kinds of ways uh, that this gospel gets lived out. But I'd encourage them to open the scriptures, John's gospel, and to read the gospel that we will pray tonight. Um, also, uh, if since people are home more, it's really a nice thing to um, pray the rosary together tonight uh, and to offer it uh, as, a again, a, a beautiful way of uniting with the sick and offering the rosary uh, for them. So I think there's a lot of ways people can be connected uh, to our celebration tonight uh, and to do something at home and maybe encourage a little more prayer time together. Excellent. We're speaking with Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester this morning on Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. I'm Matt Wilcom, Communications Director for the uh, aforementioned diocese. We are here in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis at the Church of St. Michael in Pine Island, where I'm joined by Father Randall Kazel, who's pastor here. And Bishop Quinn, we just have a couple minutes left with you, and I, you know, we're talking about what we can do in our homes as families to keep the celebration of the Holy Thursday liturgy in our hearts, keep it in our minds. And those are some great suggestions that you just gave. Do you think that this period, even though there are a lot of people who are really longing for that physical reception of the Eucharist, that this might be a great opportunity to deepen our Eucharistic hunger and our recognition that we need to not only receive the Eucharist, but to go out and to live it every day, every moment of our life. Like, that's, that's really the, what the Eucharistic is, is all about in the end, right? Well, it is. You know, that's why uh, the Mass always is, uh, uh, when it ends, we're told to go out into the world, you know, uh, to live the gospel. It's, a, it's a, a way in which now we're to take what we've celebrated and what God has done for us and nourishing us uh, with uh, the body and blood of Jesus Christ. Now, how do we go out and nourish and care for others? So it's not just a um, moment uh, in which uh, I am sanctified. It's also that I'm to take that great gift of God's grace and sanctification uh, out into the world, especially to those with whom I live, uh, families, people in my neighborhood, 
and then especially where we work, and then the bigger, uh, you know, uh, arena of our culture and in our world. Um, I admire so much our uh, people in our parishes who use, uh, who see the Eucharist as stimulating them to uh, witness to life, uh, who really go out of their way to assist someone who is, uh, in a sense, uh, not anticipating a pregnancy and wanting to be sure that child comes into the world and offers all that help, um, keeps insisting to our politicians the importance of life from the moment of conception, and those folks who bring clothing to the poor. Uh, think of our St. Vincent de Paul members, our Vincentians, and others who work every day with the homeless and all. And they see life, God's life, uh, in these people, and how important if, when we celebrate the Eucharist to be a people who build up a culture of life from the unborn right to the last moment of death. So it's a great blessing. The Eucharist is about life and anticipation of the resurrection. And in the meantime, we live it out when we celebrate Mass. And the people who today cannot come for Mass, but I encourage them spiritually, unite yourself to the Eucharist as if you were receiving it. The Lord will grant you the grace. Let the Lord do His work just open your heart. Bishop, thank you. Wonderful words. We, we have about uh, 30 seconds left. Could you share any final words of encouragement leading into Easter? And then can we have your blessing? Of course. Um, my final words are to encourage everyone. On Holy Saturday, we will sing once again the Alleluia. We will be able to say Christ is risen. The tomb is empty. He lives and he goes before us. The Lord is with us through this, these very dark moments of the COVID-19. He is with us in the midst of all of this pain and in other places in our country and around the world in the midst of death. He is there to breathe life. He is with us. And I just encourage everyone, unite your suffering to the suffering of Christ for the redemption of the world. And be encouraged, hope-filled. He is risen he will be the light that shines in the darkness. And may the blessing of we... Almighty God, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, come upon you and remain forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Bishop John Quinn of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester. You're listening to Real Presence Live. There's more next. Father Kazel, a Good Friday Reflection.